Well, good morning. I'm, uh, I'm happy, I'm glad to be here with you this morning. It's a chilly morning, though. It is. I'm not used to this kind of uh, cold weather, so it's, uh, it's a little bit different for me. But uh, anyways, I'm glad that I'm here. And uh, I, I want to share with you what God is doing at the uh, Matamoros Children's Home. And uh, about the uh, experience of God calling me. And uh, maybe it can relate uh, to you and what God has in, in mind uh, or the, uh, for you as well. Uh, Matamoros Children's Home started many years, many years ago as a place to offer the, a home, a family to orphan, neglected, and abused children. I had the... Uh, the blessing and the privilege of uh, grow up there. And uh, through the home, I was able to go to medical school, graduated as a medical doc- doctor, and uh, had the blessing to get to know uh, the person who uh, later became uh, my wife. She also grew up there, and uh, I uh, during the during the uh, our growing years there, and even after when we went to school, I never thought about uh, uh, that one day uh, we'll get uh, married. Uh, and uh, God, through uh, different uh, uh, ways, showed me that uh, He was, she was, the. Uh, ideal helper uh, into my life. And she has been for 37 years. She has been uh, a blessing in my life, a real helper, and uh, uh, sometimes a pusher. And uh, I'm glad that uh, God brought us to that place and and we met and now we're serving there. I, I... I always say that I never had in mind to go back to the children's home. Never crossed in my mind that one day I will go back and serve there at the children's home. While I was growing and when I was uh, going to school, all, all I was thinking is, uh, well, uh, I'm going to be a medical doctor. I'm going to start helping people. I'm going to make money. And uh, I'm going to enjoy life. But God had different plans, and uh, he showed those plans to me in a way that it was clear and evident uh, that he was calling us into uh, that ministry. And so uh, I'm going to uh, relate to you how God called me, And uh, uh, but before let me tell you that uh, we continue, the children's home continues to provide a home a family to orphan, neglected uh, children. Back when we were uh, growing there, there was only a handful of kids. We were probably the most at the time that I was there growing up was 20 kids at one point. When my wife and I came as directors, 
there were only 25 children. And right now we have 160. Two years ago we had uh, 210. But due to circumstances, financial uh, situation, uh, things got a little bit uh, harder and difficult for us to keep uh, that many children. Some of the buildings are uh, falling apart uh, because of the termites, and uh, we have to reduce the number of, of children. I was telling uh, uh, yesterday and this morning that uh, if we get uh, these buildings uh, up and running, remodeled, repaired by the summer, of 2019, my dream, my vision, my goal is to add another at least 40 to 50 kids there. We have, we have facilities to accommodate up to 300 children, and that's what I want to do one, one day. And I know that God will uh, honor our prayers and your prayers and, of course, your help and support to uh, help us reach that, uh, that goal. I came to leave to the children's home after living with my great-grandmother who passed away. I was uh, 10 years old. And uh, I went from family to family to family until uh, I ran out of family who wanted to take care of me. And... uh, well, I, I, uh, I decided when the, my gra- great-grandmother was sick, she broke her hip. She fell and broke her hip, and she laid in bed for the last three years of her life. And so when, the, when I saw that happen, that she couldn't go to the hospital because she didn't have money or she couldn't do anything, I, I decided back then, I'm going to be a doctor so that I can help people like her that don't have the means to go and have medical care. But she passed away. And nobody in my family wanted to take uh, or help me to accomplish that uh, that I had in mind. So I started uh, looking into uh, possibilities and, and trying to find someone to help me uh, to go and, and do something with, with my life. Finally, the pastor of one of the church uh, of the church that I was attending at the time, he mentioned about the children's home, and uh, I told him, I, I, "I need help. I want help. I want to do something with my life. I don't think that life is just like that—that that you live and die and do nothing. I, I want to do something with my life." So he mentioned about this place, and he said, "I'm going to." Uh, get in touch with those people and see if they can take you. Back, back in those days, we didn't have text messages or Facebook or anything to get in contact with the people immediately. So I thought by the time that he gets in touch, it'll be another, I don't know, six months, a year, who knows. So I decided I'm going to go. I didn't have money. I didn't even know where Matamoros was to start with. So I went to the gas station in, in that town, and I started asking uh, truckers, 
It took me five days to travel 300 miles. Finally, I got to the children's home. The directors were not there. They were in, in town. But there was one girl in the kitchen. And uh, she asked me if I, if I was hungry. And I said, uh, I'm starving. haven't eaten in five days. She fixed me something to eat. I ate. And after that, I asked her her name. And she said, Maria. We became very good friends while we were growing up. And uh, several years later, we got married. When I graduated as a medical doctor, I had in mind the plan and the mission that I had for my life. I thought I'm going to work. I graduated when I was 20 years old. I went to schools, to school year-round, summers, winters, all year. Because I wanted to finish that career. So when I graduated, I started planning my life. And I thought, I'm going to work hard for 25 years. And I'm going to retire when I'm 45. I'm going to have plenty of money. That I'm going to travel the world for 10 years. Enjoy myself. Raise my family. 10 years. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. When I'm 55, I'm going to come back. And continue teaching in, in the med school. And I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life. That was my plan. Good plan to me. I'm working hard. I'm doing good money. And I'm offered the position of the hospital. The director of that hospital in town. And I'm thinking, I'm 24, 25 years old, somewhere around there. And I'm thinking, everything is falling in place. But the next day, the chairman of the board for the children's home came to my office and he said that they were having a lot of problems with the children's home, that they were looking for a person to help them run that facility. And they thought about me. And I immediately responded, no, I have this other offer. So when, when I read the, uh, the uh, story of Paul that you all know, and when he is before uh, the King Agrippa defending his case of what he, why he was doing what he was doing, I came to this uh, verse on chapter uh, 26 of Acts. Acts 26, chapter 26, verse 19, that says, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And I remember that when, when, the, when that opportunity came to me, and when the, the chairman of the board asked me if I could consider the possibility of becoming the director of a children's home, I said no. I'm ready to go and take a training in Mexico City for six months 
come back and take the position of director in the hospital. And after that conversation with the chairman of the board for the home, I didn't feel so excited as I was at first to become the director of that hospital. So I'm thinking I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I was thinking, well, it was August of that year, and I was thinking, I don't want to leave my wife and my daughter uh, during Christmas, so I, I, I'm going to wait till January. I'm going to go and talk to the people and see if they can wait for me until January of next year. And I went and talked to them, and they said, yes, the position is yours, but just hurry up. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm going to wait. In, in September of 1985, Mexico City was hit with the worst earthquake that had ever hit in the last uh, 100 years. The medical center where that training I was supposed to be, it was collapsed to nothing. And when I'm looking on the news and, and hearing all the uh, casualties and all that, over several thousand people that die during that earthquake, I'm thinking, why I'm not there? Why I'm not one of those casualties? And the only thing that came to my mind and to my heart was, God is calling me to something special. God is calling me to go to the children's home. And like Paul here, when he is before King Agrippa, and he's telling him, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I realized that that was my case. And I had to decide whether or not to be obedient to God's calling. I went home that night. My wife and I talked and prayed. And we said, God is calling us there. So we're going. I went back to the hospital. I told the people in the administration and everyone, I'm resigning, effective today. I'm leaving. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. How more money do you want? What else do you want? And I said, it's not about money. It's not about anything like that. I'm leaving because God is calling me to go and serve at this place. I was not disobedient with the heavenly vision. And I know that God has a special calling for everyone. For you, for you, for you. Like he did for me. He is just waiting to see whether or not you're going to be obedient or disobedient. Paul had a different life before he became with that personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And when he had that encounter, that personal encounter with Jesus Christ, he said, what do you want me to do? He was not disobedient. I was not disobedient. Are you going to be obedient to the call that God is placing in your life? To me, it was a struggle. It wasn't 
that easy like I'm, I'm telling you here in, in, in two minutes. It was not easy. Because like I, tell, I, say, I told you at the beginning, I had my life planned. I had everything perfectly planned. So when God shows up and tells me, this is the plan that I have for you, I was like, no. This is not what I had planned. But we have the choice and we have the opportunity whether or not to obey and take that call or not. I am glad today, looking back, that I was obedient to that call that God placed in my life. And like I said, it was not easy. It took me some time of struggle, of thinking, praying, second-guessing. Because I knew what I had, and I knew what I was getting at the hospital. I didn't know anything about the home. They didn't even have the resources to pay me. So when my wife and I decided this is the place where God is calling us, this is the place that God, the place that God wants us to serve Him, we pray. And I told God, I don't know how you're going to do it. How I'm going to raise my family. How I'm going to provide for my family. To this day, I can tell you that God provided for everything that we needed to raise my daughters, to send them to school. They have grown up, two are married. God provided for every single need on time, all the time. What is the call that God has in your life? I don't know, but you do. Are you going to be obedient like Paul did? Are you going to be obedient like uh, I, I, I did when God called me? You have to realize one thing, that the call that God has placed in your life, like he did in my life, like he did in, in Paul's life, it's now. It's not to wait until you get married until you finish raising your kids, until you finish sending men to college and they graduate, until you finish whatever project you have in mind, is not until you want. The call that God put in our lives is for today. Chapter 9 of Acts, verse 20, it says, Immediately he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues. Paul. Immediately. That was his call. That was the call that God placed in his life. He said, you are a special person that I chose to go and take the gospel to all these people. And once he accepted that call, he received that call, accepted it, he went immediately. He didn't wait until, uh, well, let me, let me finish my work. And when I retire, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you're calling me to do. Or just wait. I'll, um, uh, um, 
I have a college to finish. Or I have, I don't know, what plan you have. I had my plans, I told you. But when God called me and showed me that he was calling me, I decided I'm going to be obedient immediately. I was not disobedient to his call, and I immediately started with what he wanted me to do. That was September 19, 1985, when that earthquake hit Mexico City. October the 1st, we were at the children's home. The call is for today. Not tomorrow, not next year, today. One of the things that I, that I, that I thank God and that sometimes you, you think that uh, that our past, our, our past experiences might hinder what we want to do or what God wants us to uh, accomplish. But I believe that whatever we have gone through in our lives, those experiences, God can use them for good. My wife and I both grew up there at the home. And I can tell you that I cried, my wife cried, not just one day, many times, asking, why? Why I am living here in this orphanage? I know that I have family. I know that there's some relatives. Why? And instead of that being a weight in my life or a discouragement, God has used and used that experience of me and my wife living at the children's home to encourage and help all the children that are there. Because they, they, they ask that same question, not once, but many times. And they come to us and they ask, why my mom is not coming to see me? Why is it that my dad doesn't want to see me? Leaving that experience there at the children's home prepared my wife and me to help these kids to face that and to overcome that. So I don't know your lives. I don't know your past experiences. The one thing that I know is that God can use those experiences, bad or good, to advance his kingdom. If you are willing to submit yourself and say, God, I am here and I'm going to be obedient to you call now, immediately. So don't think for whatever bad experiences you had that you're not fit to carry the message of Jesus Christ. I've seen through the years that we lived there 
how God has used that ministry to provide the family, to provide the uh, tools for many children to succeed in life professionally, academically, but also to be missionaries. Our dream and our goal is that all the children that come to live there at the children's home get to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That whenever they leave the home, they can be witnesses all over the country of Mexico. Through the ministry of the children's home, we have planted more than 40 churches all over the country of Mexico. More than 35 children are in ministry full time. Children who have grown up there. Children who have the same questions I have. Children who have the same struggles I have, that I had. Children who accepted the gift of eternal life. And they're taking it back into the country of Mexico. I want, and that's my prayer, that one day that ministry can be known in all the country. Of Mexico, not because we have children, orphan, neglected, and abused kids there, but because from there, missionaries are going out to spread the gospel to the unreached regions of our country. That's my dream. That's my vision. That's my goal. I know that Main Street has been a very supportive in that effort. And I thank you for that. Because it has been through your help, financially, and work, that you have encouraged us to continue doing what God calls us to do. And I want to encourage you to think about and to pray about how can you continue be involved in the life of these kids that one day in the future will be the missionaries in Mexico. And more than anything, pray and seek what is the call that God has been putting in your life and that you're trying to put in the back burner until you finish whatever you're doing. I can tell you from my own experience, and my wife and I talk many times about this, what our life would be if we hadn't had taken the call that God placed in our lives. And we always end the conversation saying, praise God that we were obedient to his call. Praise God that we decided his plan was the best for our lives. In the life of Paul, he tells us what the result was after he was obedient to the call. In chapter 26, verses 16 and 18 says, 
Get up and stand on your feet, for I appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue from your people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That they might turn from darkness to light. That's the main call that God has placed in every single one of us. To go out and be the light so darkness can be dispersed. I was obedient to his call. Will you be obedient to his call? Let's pray. Father, we praise you and we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your plans in our lives. Father, thank you for loving me so much that you send your son, your only son, to die for me and to die for all these people here. Let us always Remember that and that we can share that truth to all the world. In Jesus Christ I pray. Amen.